1: Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns Podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. I'm your host, Asa Smith, and we uh, have a great episode for you tonight. We talk about Philly, we talk about the Pac-12, we talk about Tottenham, the Euros, all sorts of a mishmash of wonderful football, football things. Um, this week's episode is, or this first episode of the week is brought to you by the Anchor App as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. For all your employment law and HR business needs, check out the Smith Workforce Management Group at smithworkforce. You can find the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. So let's get right to it with our first guest, uh, Greg. Hello. How are you doing on this fine Sunday evening? Well, uh, depends
0: on what topic you want to talk about. I would like to shout out the fact that I just enjoyed a nice uh, UCL match featuring the Hartford Athletic Visiting the Charlotte Independence. As uh, longtime listeners of the pod know, my cousin Thomas Janjigian is a defender for the Hartford Athletic. And uh, I refuse to recognize the MLS as a legitimate league until they
1: call up Thomas again. Uh, so that is, you heard it here first. Uh, this podcast does not recognize the top division of American soccer until. Thomas Jane Jigian, Jane Jigian, Jane Jigian, you got it. Jane Jigian uh, is, is, makes his debut uh,
0: in the uh, re- Return, return. He's made some, uh, uh he's he got some caps
1: for uh, San Jose, the Earthquakes. I see. Well, uh, San Jose, bring him back. Uh, or, or Galaxy or LAFC, I guess. Charlotte FC is going to start up soon, I guess. Yeah, I don't really
0: have any preference here. Just somebody's got to call him back.
1: All right. Uh, so uh, wait, did he win? <laughs>
0: he did not. Uh, he missed a he missed a header goal by about. Uh, it's hard to tell because it's on the ESPN Plus uh, feed. It looked like about four inches, but who who really knows? Um, and well, uh, how big
1: how, how big is your TV?
0: I was at the game. I was in, oh. I was in person, but I was uh, the replay is on the on the board. Oh. Uh, my TV is eighty five inches. For those wondering. Because, uh, you know, I've got something to compensate for. So, I need to get the biggest TV I can
1: get. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, unfortunately, Hartford Athletic do not get the W tonight. Uh, sorry to our friend, Thomas.
0: Long-time listener.
1: Long-time listener uh, on the pod. Um, UC Irvine Anteater. Uh, that's good. correct. Yes, you got it. Uh, Zah. Let's go. Not uh, always. Always Zot. Uh Okay, so let's talk uh, briefly. I, I, this isn't fun, but I, I want to get it out of the way. Uh, what happened to Christian Erikson was terrifying, and we're very glad that he uh, didn't die. Yeah. Uh, you know, this always sounds kind of
0: insincere when people say it, but thoughts and prayers to uh, Christensen and uh, his family. That was, that was horrifying. Uh, yeah. I happened to watch that live. And, um, you know, I don't know how to pronounce the Danish captain here. Uh, yeah, no, sure. I have no idea how to pronounce his name. I can't speak Danish at all. But, uh, man, make sure you keep up your CPR certification because, holy shit, that, uh, I mean, I don't want to say it's lucky, but man, if you know CPR and you can save the life
1: of a man, that's a pretty good reason to keep it up yeah and uh also let's take this opportunity to say uh well done UEFA for making Denmark come out and finish that game way to go
0: so normally I'd be all in on that, but apparently Denmark like the Danish players voted to continue after they found out that he was okay and stable uh, which I can't if if you're comfortable continuing that game, good on you, I don't know if I would be able to but if you're comfortable, that's that's your call, that's not my call. Yeah,
1: but like I'm like think about it on the flip side. Like imagine if if they come in and ask you and they say, Hey, do you want to finish or do you wanna do you wanna, you know, postpone or, or forfeit or whatever? Like imagine if you didn't want to play, but somebody said, you know, hey, like we should we should just go out and finish it. Like, could you as a professional athlete be like, No, I don't want to do that? I don't know. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think it was
0: I think it was Yuri Fisher a couple of years ago when he was off the wings of playing for Dallas where he collapsed on the bench. And uh I mean they had the, they had the I guess frame of mind to not even ask the stars, his stars teammates. They just said, No, you guys aren't in the right mindset to make this decision and they, you know, postponed it. So um you know, that probably should have been the right that probably should have been the call, but uh I'm not gonna fault any of the Danish players for saying
2: you know, no, I want
0: to try and do this for my teammate. And uh, Lukaku, Sonny, um, shit, I can't remember the other guy. Jan, Jan
1: and, and Toby Aldewireld, uh, also. All score goals and, and send messages to Ericsson. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, actual actual thoughts and actual prayers to Christian Ericsson and his, uh, his family we're glad to see that uh at least as of recording he seems to be conscious you know responsive talking etc it Um, sounds like he's stable i just
0: we don't know what his uh football career is gonna look like post this but it sounds like at the very least he's made it to the point where um you know he's gonna
1: survive which is obviously the most important part right like the fact that we we can even discuss his career means that that things are going, you know, better than they, they could have.
0: Right, that's already a win.
1: Right, yeah. So anyways, back to things that matter significantly less than that. Let's talk about England. Uh, so England beat Croatia 1-0 uh, in a game. I don't know if you watched it, but what I want to talk about is not actually the game. I want to talk about the discourse because it's funny. Uh, because it's coming home? The game, it's coming home. Immediately after the game, uh, ESPN FC, and I, I retweeted it and made some jokes, uh, tweeted out that uh, Chris, I, I think Chris Phillips, uh, Calvin Phillips, who plays for Leeds, who we love, uh, was the uh, Yorkshire pure load because he had like a moderately good game. I think English press and people covering the English national team need to all go through psych evaluations. I mean, Kelvin yes. Phillips, Kelvin Phillips is a fine, fine football player who plays for Leeds, who again, we love. He's from Leeds. He's, he's like their hometown kid. That's awesome. He's played nine games for the English national team. You do not compare him to one of the best, if not the best holding midfielder, of the last, like last generation, not this generation. Um, so so what? 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 Let Let's make some 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 crazy comparisons. What's the funniest comparison you can come up with that you could conceivably defend with statistics? Jesus. Uh.
0: <laughs> Nikola Jokic is better than
1: Primo Abdul See, and that's the point. <laughs> Like everybody instinctively knows that's not true. And yet there are statistics that you can pull out and and absolutely, absolutely say that that's, uh, that's true. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, could I make a reasonable argument that Gio Reyna is the next, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo? Sure. I could, it would be insane, but I could. And that's what happened with that. So, uh, in light of that, and in light of Well, sorry, are our, we just talking about small sample size? Because
0: if so, uh, my choice is gonna be Matthew Hoppy is the next Lionel Messi. I, I,
1: I mean, why stop it messy?
0: Statistically speaking, that's true.
1: <laughs> I mean, why stop it messy? I mean, what if what if Matthew Hoppy was uh, the greatest goal scorer uh, since since Pele? Yeah, that's what I said. Lionel Messi. <laughs> <laughs> We're saying the same thing different ways. Same same thing. Uh, okay. So the the other big news in our world, uh, Paulo Fonseca was appointed uh, manager of Tottenham. Now, if I were to tell you that Tottenham appointed a Portuguese manager who is defensively minded and got his, his big shot at Porto and has a history of feuding with stars, what would you say? Would you say that that sounds familiar?
0: I would say, why are we doing this a second time? (laughs)
1: <laughs> so when the when the news dropped obviously we you know we both looked into it and and if i remember correctly the joke was was spider-man meme yeah
0: uh yeah but worse because there would be like if spider-man so it'd be the spider-man meme but if the jose spider-man was like the peter parker we all know and love and like the Paulo spider-man is like a fat guy in a spider-man suit because they they have the same philosophy they're both from portugal they're both very uh let's say brooding to be polite <laughs> but uh jose has titles and hardware to show for that and uh paulo has
1: you know two years at porto <gasps> uh one year at porto uh he actually you know we need to be clear we need to be clear and 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 we don't want to minimize this he does have some some silverware uh he did win literally everything there is to win in ukraine yay <laughs> and then he went to rome where he proceeded to be uh average decidedly average
0: well you know there's something there's worse things
1: than average let's just put it that way uh, again, not referring to your television set uh correct yes uh. <laughs> <laughs> um but so so the the funniest part about this as far as I'm concerned, is that you know after after the 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 wild success with pochettino pochettino pocatino um you know. Daniel Levy and the and the, the the big brass at Spurs were like, you know what, we're gonna go with Jose Mourinho. He's a he's he's the guy. You know, he's won everywhere that he's been. Let's um, let's 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 bring him in. And everybody was like, well, that's sort of the antithesis of what Spurs have come to become. You know, because Polk doesn't believe in defense. Um, but it didn't really work, and he pissed off all of the like fun young stars that were on the team, other than Harry Kane. Um, and I guess Sonny, because I don't think it's possible to upset Sonny. Have you ever seen somebody upset Sonny? Uh, yeah, Hugo yelled at him. <laughs> he but got very he got very
0: mad. That's like the closest I've ever seen to Sonny being upset. And like, it wasn't even really, I mean, I guess it was his fault because he wasn't getting back. But like at the same time, I don't really blame him in that match for <laughs> kind of going through the motions. So uh, no, to answer your question.
1: So, uh, so now what we've done is instead of like going with the, you know, usually what, what you do is you go, okay, so this coach didn't really work out. Let's just do the polar opposite, which is what happened last time. But this time they're saying, this coach didn't work out. What if we got a less good version of him? It's like, it doesn't really make sense because you like the
0: strength, I guess. Okay. it, It makes sense if you're just assuming that Harry Kane is gone, which fine, that the writing seems to be on the wall, but Last year it seemed like Spurs' strength was to try and be an attacking team and Jose kept trying to turn them into this like defensive stalwart and it like clearly did not work. You just need to accept the fact that maybe the way to winning a match is not by winning one-nothing. Like
1: maybe you should try to win three-two. I mean, I I don't know about you, but if I had um Harry Kane Shun Ming Son, Gareth Bale, and Dali Alley, I'd, I'd probably try to score goals. Right. And like Gareth Bale's
0: only we we joke about this all the time, but Gareth Bale only really tries for about 17 minutes a match when he plays. So like and he's still making this output. You you should be building your you should be building your team around the fact that Gareth Bale can put in like one eighth of a match and still score. And Harry Kane is obviously one of the. He won the Golden Boot. He's one of the premier goal scorer, scorer scorers in the Premier League. And like Sonny's no slouch. There's no. There's absolutely no reason that your team should be built around a defend
1: your defense, especially when your defense isn't that fucking good. I mean, it's 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 unfortunate that his last name is Dyer, but when Eric Dyer describes your defense, defense, you know, like and 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 you look at like sort of you know, the players who we think are going to be gone from this team, you know, over this transfer window. It's like, you go through the list and it's like Serge Aurier, defender. Matt Doherty, defender. Eric Dyer, defender. Davidson Sanchez, defender. Ben Davies, defender. Musa Sissoko, defender. I mean, midfielder, but really defensive midfielder. You know, and like Hugo Lloris, unfortunately, goalie, but defender. Like, of the, of the 10 players who are likely out, I think like seven of them were defensively minded. And so if you look at like, what are we doing here? You know, at Spurs, it's like, we're, it's like when, when, when a, when a big 12 team tries to go defense, it's like, why, what, what makes you think this is going to work for you? You know, like score goals. It, it, the, the, the coach who who made the most sense to go out and get, was, was like an attack minded win, try, try to win games for three, like whatever, you know, do you really think that you're going to get Gareth Bale to play defense? No. Do you think you're going to get Steven Bergwine to play defense? No. Human son? No. Hurricane? No. Deli Alley? No. And these are the players that you have. So I, 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 I gotta say like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm well on record in, in every regard with every team that I, that I support that, uh, that you want to you give the guys a shot, you know, you want to give them a chance, but I, I just don't see this going well, right?
2: <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
0: Well, so you're you're also bringing up a good point that kind of makes me worried about the fact of who Dan Levy is going to go after in this transfer window. And, I mean, at this point, we're kind of assuming that Harry Kane is gone, which I think is a fair assumption. and you would think that when you lose Harry Kane, you would try to find, if you're not going to find like a, a forward or like a center forward, you know, try and find an attacking mid and based on everybody's leaving and being def- a defender or like 70% of everybody being a defender, plus a defensive minded manager, he's going to do something stupid and throw a bunch of money at like
1: Kyle Walker. <laughs> Bring him back. It works for Gareth. It didn't uh, work. No, it didn't. Um, I mean, it sort of worked. Gareth Bale had a nice year. I mean, the whole point was for him to get in, in form for the Euros, and he's playing in the Euros, so. From a certain point of view. Congratulations. Yeah, from the high ground? Yeah, right. Um, so the, uh, I think the only uh, player who I saw who was like, linked to Spurs beyond like bullshit Instagram transfer rumors, who is a center forward, is uh, Marcus Thurum who I think for uh, Gladbach, and he had like eight goals or nine goals. He was fine. He's not Harry Kane. Well, nobody, they're not going to replace Harry Kane. Uh, I, it, it brings me back to like the money ball scene, right? Like, can, is there anyone out there who can replace Giambi? No. And if there was, could we afford him? No. Then what right. the fuck are we talking
0: about? Yeah, no, that's the exact thing. But it's not just replacing Harry Kane's <laughs> you know creativity uh ability to drop back and ability to score goals you also were trying to replace his uh what do you call it chemistry with with Sonny and yeah. that's the bigger issue to me you can probably get a fair fast email of Harry Kane's goal scoring ability like it's not gonna be Harry Kane but you can get 75 70 75 percent of the way there you're not getting the chemistry with him and Son like you're not even going to get to 40% of that. Like it's going to take at least a half a campaign to get that back. So that's going to be the bigger minus in my mind, but well, I mean, we can see. Yeah.
1: I mean, and, and, and who knows, maybe this team just needs like a a new new... sign calves. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sure. I'll tell you what, if, if Daniel Levy goes out and signs uh Grealish, then all is forgiven. If he's saving money on a coach so that he can blow it on Jack Grealish, fine. Jack all is for Cavs Grealish, Cavs Grealish. Uh, all right, uh, I think the only other thing that I wanted to bring up that I thought was moderately moderately amusing was that um, that uh, uh, Antonio Conte, the coach who who was linked to Spurs, um, it turns out like you remember that whole thing like. He seemed to be signed, and then he wasn't. Um, it turns out that he was never close, and all of that leaks was just because the Premier League or the um, the season ticket renewal date was right around then, so they went, needed to generate excitement from nowhere. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> honestly,
0: I'm not even. I sound very mad, but I'm really not that mad. That's kind of genius. <laughs> like I'm not I, mad. I'm just disappointed. Like that's if I was running a team, I would do the exact same shit. Uh, I don't understand how you guys got, or I don't understand how they got Conti or his agent to just stay quiet. Because if I, if I was Conti or agent, I would just be like, "No, that's fucking bullshit." Like I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, I
1: think it's possible that Conti was using it. Um, Conti
0: I don't know if was using more it.
1: money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like he was trying to to use it to uh, like to to generate his own his own like prestige or whatever, but. Uh, in sum, that was apparently never going to happen and Daniel Levy was just trying to shore up season tickets. So thanks Spurs. We appreciate it as always. I mean again, not that mad, it makes sense. It's
0: just <laughs> it's just just like, you,
1: you assholes. It's like like uh the the general sentiment of the Spurs fans. Ah, fine. 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 It's like that meme from uh,
0: Anthony Davis kicking Jay Crowder in the balls spurs spurs fans
1: welcome (laughs) to pain (laughs) oh wonderful all right well uh i think uh the next time we talk we'll have significantly more euro information uh plus some copa america have you been watching any of that because i have not i've not i've been i've been focusing on the euros yeah so uh as this is a football chat we we have now mentioned copa america so uh we've got everything covered i think that's enough right Yeah,
0: uh, I don't recognize Copa America unless Lionel Messi finally gets an international trophy, so I will never recognize
1: the Copa America. Unfortunately, Neymar's uh, tyrannical rule over South America continues. Well, let's just call it Ederson's and call it even. Yeah, that works. All right. See you later, coach.
0: Adios, coach. How you doing, coach? I'm doing great today, coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts
1: with my friends using the Anchor app. And, well, you know, I I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out. Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free.
0: Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app.
1: Wow. Well, you know, I'm I'm sure that it's like... You gotta have some, like, super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I
0: can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly
1: confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can not I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It...
0: Supposedly makes it easy. You're just not that good at it. It's all right. And we,
1: when we say you, we mean the royal you, listener. Not just you, Asa. Uh, or but, you, Greg. Right. Uh, and not just you, Greg, you, Greg, but you, Greg, Greg Berhalter. Who, who I assume listens. Does, do we have confirmation that Greg Berhalter listens to the podcast?
0: We have confirmation that a Greg listens to the podcast. Why do we need a second one? I
1: mean, you certainly
0: don't need an extra G. No, that's just right. that's incredibly wrong.
1: Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic?
2: It,
0: it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic
1: listener. <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more.
0: It does. It's <laughs> very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services.
1: And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. What more do you need than
0: those three?
1: Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pra- paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos... Could they do that through the Anchor app?
0: I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined.
1: We're, we're, we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice.
0: Your ideas intrigue me, and I would like to subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll
1: hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, So it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place, through the Anchor app. It sure is
0: which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier
1: sure does so do you want to do you want to do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action be my guest (laughs) this is a professional podcast so dear listeners and friends download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started uh do not put anchorfm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos.
0: That's really the dream, man.
2: All right. Do I got you, Tim? Hey, I'm here. All right. How you doing? Oh, you know, it's uh, it's Friday afternoon. Uh, it might be overcast, but things are looking sunny for the weekend.
1: Excellent. Excellent. And what, what could possibly be better than a sunny weekend in Philadelphia in June? I can't think of anything. I mean, you're not in Philadelphia, but you're a Philadelphia guy, so what can you do?
2: Yeah, I mean, we got the 76ers against the Hawks tonight. We got the uh, the Euro Cup just starting earlier today. There, there's a there's a lot of sports things going on that uh, will will fill the uh, will fill the time and then some.
1: And that's all we can ask for. So so for the Euros, I
2: mean, are you are you pulling for Germany? I, I don't really like have. I I used to root for Spain. This and we were talking about this last time, like rooting interest and like why you pick some of these teams, especially when like like I grew up in in the philadelphia area so right. like i didn't have a choice right I mean, there's like me, a... if if a choice was offered you know i I, w- I would have chosen differently knowing what i know now like <laughs> working with so many like yankees fans i'm like yeah you've seen more championships you know in this millennium than i've seen in my lifetime from all my sports teams so uh yeah so you know, with, with, like, international soccer, though, and especially with, like, the Euro Cup, I'm like, I, I guess if, like, Ireland was in it, I'd root for Ireland, but, like, they're not in it. Like, I'm not going to root like, Germany's such a, like, that's basically rooting for the Yankees. So, I feel like you can't do that.
1: Well, so, I mean, but but you have, like, a reason to, you know? Like, that's the thing, like, the wonder of being an American watching the Euro Cup, uh, myself excluded. Uh, like, usually you can be like, okay, well, I'm some percentage X, so I can do that.
2: Yeah, but like, like I'm a Philadelphia sports fan, so like I can't root for Germany. Like they actually stand a reasonable chance of winning. Like the team that I most associate with is like I'm part Scottish and they're in it. And people are like, "Oh, it's their first international competition in like 26 or so years, and they're gonna just absolutely get destroyed." I'm like, "Great, Scotland, I'm all in. Let's do it."
1: (laughs) So, so that's that's the official pick is Scotland. Who I think, I think they have a good player. I think Andy Andy Robertson. Andy Robertson. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's he's probably the best left back uh, in in Europe. Uh, But I mean,
1: (laughs) in the words of Jurgen Klinsmann,
2: anybody can play left back. (laughs) We'll we'll see how it goes. I'm very bullish on the Scots. You know, Greece won it um, the one year when they were like the 5000 to one odds. So, uh, you know, Scotland seems on par with that. Let's see Andy Robertson uh, bring it home. Uh, all right
1: uh so i i have a bone to pick with you oh and, I, and i'm upset um uh pictures came out this week that cedric Irvin jr was camping and really enjoyed his visit to the university of oregon now you might not know this but cedric Irvin senior was like the first player at michigan state who i ever like was like really a big fan of so if you steal cedric Irvin jr who's like a four ish maybe five star running back i'm going to be very upset at you
2: is he like from the do, do they live in michigan like is that where they're florida. Him from florida
1: yeah that's
2: that's a tough pull for michigan state to get kids out of florida
1: i mean he's cedric irvin junior
2: yeah, but like, I don't know. I mean, if I was coming from Florida, well, frankly, if I was coming from Florida, I'm not sure I'd be going to either Oregon or Michigan State. I'd be like, I, I would like to go somewhere where the sun shines. <laughs> um, but that's uh, me. look, it never rains in Autzen Stadium. Th- this is true. I-, I have been there soaking wet, inexplicable how it happened, but it definitely <laughs> wasn't raining. Uh,
1: and at at Spartan Stadium, it is always a beautiful day for football. So between those two, sun's got to be always
2: shining. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, Uh, when is it not a beautiful day for football? Though, if you like walk outside and you're like, "Oh, it's snowing and it's gray," you're like, "This is a beautiful day for football. This is going to be a great game. We're going to run in between the tackles. You know, maybe we'll get a little crazy and we'll do a sweep, but uh, throwing the ball is off of the table. Off the table."
1: There's actually a super, a super funny quote. I think it was from, um, I don't think it was from Mark Emmerich, but it was from from somebody uh, in the college football playoff discussion. And they asked like, oh, like with the expansion, are you going to are you going to have games on on uh, campus? And he was like, look, nobody wants to have a game on January 7th in East Lansing, Michigan. And like all of the Michigan State fans were like, what's wrong with January 7th in East Lansing, Michigan?
2: What's wrong with being in East Lansing in uh, in January? I, I don't I don't understand our students will be there
1: uh the the other incredibly funny part of that discourse was there was like a whole bunch of fans who don't know the difference between ann arbor and east lansing and they're like michigan cool, would cool. never never make a playoff and then the response was like yes but that is michigan state who has made a playoff
2: gotta love uh, that mix up gotta love that mix up oh
1: yeah every time uh michigan state is
2: confused for michigan everybody feels great um I feel like I like that more, though, because it means, like, if you're the higher-seeded team, because at at a certain point, like, with the expansion, like, you got to, like, throw some bones to, like, the hometown fans so that, like, you're not traveling for three games. Like, if my team goes all the way to the championship and I'm, like, let's use, you know, I went to Oregon. Like, if I'm in Oregon, I don't want to have to fly to Phoenix, to Dallas, and then eventually to Miami to see my team get through those three games. Like, I want to see a game to the extent that, like, you know, we're the number one seed or the number two seed or, you know, highly enough ranked, like in my own stadium that I don't have to travel for.
1: Yeah. You, you cut out a little bit there, but I think we got the point. Um, But I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I think, I think that like it's unsustainable to expect fans to, to travel like that.
2: You know, I, I think that like SEC fans will make it happen because they seem like their travel budget for the year is pretty much allocated to going to see their team like play places. But like, I don't know. Europe and Asia are fun. So I like going there and like when choosing between like, Oh, there's a bowl game in Phoenix. So hotels are $600 a night and flights are astronomical. I'm like, huh? Maybe I'll go to Ireland instead.
1: (laughs) I mean, you're telling me that you wouldn't like to spend your entire holiday budget on, uh, I'm I'm trying to think of the worst possible place. Uh, where's the cotton bowl, Dallas?
2: Yes, I believe so. So
1: I assume that you want to spend your entire yearly tra- travel budget on a trip to Arlington, Texas.
2: Well, that's uh, that's Cowboy Stadium now. is the one that's in Arlington. I actually went to Arlington Stadium, uh, to a uh, Cowboy Stadium last year, for, or two years ago now, for the uh, the Cowboy Kickoff Classic, Oregon versus Auburn. And true to Oregon form, when you play Auburn, you'll lose. <laughs> it's it's you don't want to play Auburn.
1: Also, can, can we talk about the fact that Cowboy? kickoff classic like there's a lot of cuss sounds in a row there the, i
2: i also like that like the first one they're like yeah the classic and you're like I, this is like the first time it's like yes the the uh you know the annual or the you know the reoccurring or the legendary you're like this is the first time you've done this why are you associating that word with it <laughs> like at this point you're like yeah you know we've been doing it for a while it's fun it's a classic but like they started out of the gate very bold with that sort of hyperbole
1: it's and and, and just to to keep it on uh, on brand for this podcast that's it's almost like what columbus did like we're no no, no we're the columbus soccer club we we have austere and, and and hundreds of years of history and it's like dude you were started in 1996
2: that's why like, I love the places that like you go to a bar and it's like established like 2017 and you're like, respect, <laughs> like respect. They're, like, We've made it three. We've made it four years. We didn't think it was going to be that long.
1: <laughs> and, and like, like, yeah, because it's like, oh, like established 1923. That's cool. Established 1987. Well, all right. Established 2019. Well, you made it through COVID. So that's a pretty big win.
2: <laughs> hey, hats off to you, buddy. Hats off to you.
1: <laughs> um. So uh, the, uh, the other thing I wanted to, to speak with you about, just because we're in the dog days of summer here, um, the uh, Mercury News, which I think is somewhere on the West Coast, uh, published this morning that Larry Scott blames the schools, not his policies, for the conference's financial shortcomings. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that?
2: my my initial thought is i've got to go read this article he, so how did he frame it was it like we didn't have enough national exposure because our teams didn't get into the college football playoff at a high enough clip uh
1: what he said was that uh that there was just not enough uh not enough listening to his centralized plan and and the football performance wasn't good enough and and the teams just didn't didn't have enough. Uh, didn't have enough success. So this, uh,
2: this is the epitome of like the issue where Larry Scott, where like best case scenario for his argument, he's like it's a chicken or an egg. What came first, like the financial woes of the conference or the teams not getting to championships enough? And that's what he would say. And everyone else would be like, no, it was the lack of financial resources that directly resulted in the teams no longer like from a college football perspective, like getting to the championship as much. I think it's also fairly insulting to say that the conference wasn't well represented over the last, f- especially few years. Uh, when you think about like th- the women's college basketball game, um, you know, Stanford just won the championship the most recent year, uh, kind of like the generational player that brought so much attention to the sport, Sabrina Ionesca from a couple years ago out of Oregon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's all under his purview of like teams being great. And it's like it's so it's it's not like like we're
1: talking about like conference USA here. It's like you have USC and UCLA. That that's one of the most storied football and the most storied basketball program in the country. Like what do you want?
2: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean like the Pac twelve teams were playing have been playing at a financial disadvantage because of the terrible contracts that they signed up. And I mean, Jimbo Fisher left a, you know, a dream job at Florida State for A&M because A&M had more money and was willing to throw more money behind their facilities and their resources. And, and they gave that... him they gave him seventy five million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, that doesn't hurt either. <laughs> but I think <laughs> it does tell you a lot about just like the fact of like what that money actually goes to and your, and how it influences the way that like a coach who's very competitive thinks about where am I going to be able to be successful? And when you leave Florida state in the ACC with like, you're like, I got to be Clemson once a year and I'm in the national championship. To like I'm going to go to the sec and have to duke it out with like LSU and Florida and Alabama and Auburn and whoever else happened to be good that year. right? Because like-, like they're willing to put resources behind it. It does make you think like, okay, from like the people that are actually seeing this, yeah, that money matters. Like it's going to things that draw in better recruits that result in better facilities to keep your guys healthier. Um,
1: Yeah. And and I mean, the thing is playing at
2: that disadvantage. Yeah. And like in the PAC 12, it's like, okay, if I go to an,
1: you know, one of the top three schools in, in the PAC 12, your, your, your games are like, okay, I have to beat Oregon state. Fine. I have to beat Washington state. As long as it's not in Pullman on a Thursday. Fine. Uh, you know, whatever I have to, I have to be Arizona state at home. Fine. But in the sec West, you're like, my easy game is all miss. Yeah. Like I have to go beat Lane Kiffin to get to five wins. And you're like, I, 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 I don't know from a competitive standpoint how you can say, you know, who is the coach who left Oregon for Florida state?
2: Willie Taggart.
1: Yeah. So Willie Taggart looked at the situation and was like, okay, I can, I can stay at Oregon and I can walk backwards as long as you don't Mark Helfrich it. I can walk backwards into eight wins every year. Um, or I can go to Florida state and take over a dumpster fire. And he was like, dumpster fire, I'll take it. And he was out within two years because, uh, people forget this, but Florida state is in the panhandle and the panhandle is South Alabama. And it turns out being Willie Taggart at Florida state wasn't as easy as uh, being perhaps Jimbo Fisher at Florida state.
2: Yeah. Um, That was, I mean, the Willie Taggart thing is also something that like Oregon fans are, are still so better about, you know, he left after one year, you know, why'd you even come here? I'm like, dude, the dude grew up a Florida state fan. This was his dream job. The job had been open like one time in the last 50 years, you know, and then it comes open again and he takes it. And you're like, Take your dream job, dude. Like, nobody's going to, like, I'm not mad at you. Like, don't. And plus, you know, Crystal ball's way better than him anyway. So it, it all worked out for the best. Crystal is a
1: killer recruiter, just to circle back. Killer recruiter.
2: Killer recruiter. Yeah, that was how this this kind of kicked off. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see them, you know, put it together through a full regular season with, with the level of talent that they have. But uh, yeah, killer recruiter. I mean, I mean, Javon Thibodeau Yeah. Is like, I, I I still don't understand why that guy's at Oregon.
1: <laughs> I mean, the, the fact of the matter is is that if you have the last name Thibodeau and you don't play at LSU, like, something's oh, yeah. up.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, and it's that much more confusing. You're like, okay, so he's from Southern California, but he's Thibodeau, so like, he should go to LSU, but he should also go to USC. And you're like, no, no, he's going to Oregon. You're like, okay, but why, though?
1: <laughs> and it's like, look, like we're not going to sit here and say that Nike money doesn't have something to do with this, but it's not like USC is struggling to pay players. They pretty famously did so for a very long time. And as for LSU, I mean, come on. <laughs> come on.
2: <laughs> I always love when, like, LSU loses an in-state recruit to, like, Alabama. And, I, like, I'm pretty sure that, like, that results in, like, whoever the assistant coach was at LSU that year who was in charge of, like, that district. Like, I don't think they kill him, but I think they shoot him in the foot
1: yeah no no, no. You're, you're you're catching a bullet below the knee
2: yeah yeah like, it's like you let this guy go out of state how could you and like if he has that sort of like Thibodeau like French Cajun like last name then I think they kill you yeah no it, like if Kayvon I mean, Thibodeau would have come out of uh like Baton Rouge and not gone to LSU an assistant coach would have died maybe a grad assistant I, I don't I don't know how it works down there
1: yeah I mean and and even even like do you remember Ryan Paralo
2: yes okay oh man yeah all Ryan (laughs) parallel didn't he he, what was the d2 school that he went was it like he he went somewhere and then like he had
1: like three plays that made their way to espn that were just like oh right this kid was a d1 recruit um but i think i think he had like i don't remember what it was but I, i seem to remember like seven felonies
2: oh yeah i mean it was like when you get kicked out of lsu for like like tier and matthew too where you're like you're off the football team and you're like what could he have possibly done that got him thrown and- out of lsu this was like, the last miles of, like, era various <laughs> guys. and it's like oh yeah like and, and i don't mean to like make jest about this but like he sexually assaulted multiple women and the school knew about it and not only did they do nothing but like he wasn't even fake suspended an immaterial like game against like the Citadel or something. Uh, We call
1: that, we call that the Urban Meyer Memorial suspension.
2: Yeah. But like Ryan Perloum and Tieran Matthew get thrown out and you're like, I, I, I I can't even fathom like what it, what they must've done to get thrown out.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and so in light of that, uh, the fact that Kayvon Thibodeau is up in Eugene, Oregon, instead of in Baton Rouge or uh, Los Angeles, I, 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 what, it's weird because like whenever you have a, a city school, it doesn't like associate with USC or UCLA. You know, if I say like, oh yeah, so and so is going to end up in Ann Arbor, like we all know that's University of Michigan, but it's like, oh yeah, so and so is going to end up in Los Angeles, which Los Angeles.
2: <laughs> I do feel like the like when was the last time UCLA was good?
1: Uh Josh Rosen's freshman year.
2: Were they even? No, they they were not good. They were like eh, they they're were exciting.
1: Were like, no, they're, we...
2: they're like a football team where you're like, you know, they're not a walkover, which is kind of what UCLA has been for quite a while.
1: I believe that that was the year that 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 had that insane Texas
2: A&M game. Oh, that was a fun game. That
1: was a fun game. <laughs> um, at, 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 the last time that UCLA was like. Challenging for a Rose Bowl. I don't know. Not in our lifetime.
2: No, it was definitely our lifetime. I'm thinking it was like early 2000. There was a year where like they played USC and they were both pretty highly ranked. But I mean, yeah, man, and then UCLA
1: it... blew them out.
2: Or USC blew them out because that was Pete Carroll era. I just remember it was like UCLA and USC and they were kind of like both on the recipe of breaking through. And then like u s c went on their dynasty run in u c l a it was like,
1: "Hey, guys, we're here too. <laughs> uh we're pretty good at basketball guys.
2: It's like nobody cares.
1: Westwood's very nice though Brentwood's okay
2: poly Pavilion is a very underwhelming stadium to me if I'm being entirely honest the uh the u c l a basketball stadium it's i am sure that like when it's a full place, it's you know full of great memories and and uh are
1: are, are you allowed to talk with the way that that uh oregon basketball's floor looks
2: oh man i mean that what oregon has done that was my senior year um like getting Mac court mac court to matt court i mean that was like a necessary improvement where it was an old school gym to like a new school gym i, I don't love the floor it's kind of cool but like it's a little bit too niche it's just like the thing about Oregon with like tearing down their historic monuments of stadiums, Hayward field, the, the track and field stadium, which probably nobody has really heard of, but like it, it was like the most famous track stadium in the U S uh, and it was super old school. It was where like Prefontaine would run. Uh, and they tore that down and put in like a beautiful state of the art facility that you can hold like world championships at in Eugene, Oregon, which is like super cool. But like, I don't know. It's not the same. Like you can't manufacture the sort of history and the soul of a place. And I always just, you know, get sad when they tear down a place like that and replace it with some like a mausoleum to like modernness that, that just doesn't measure up to what was there before it.
1: But see, Tim, if you just put classic on the end of it,
2: then it's, then it's okay. There you go. It's the, <laughs> it's the, I don't even know what the new track and field stadium is. It's the, the classic and you're like, I mean, the Prefontaine Classic is a thing, and they're probably still running the Pre-Fontaine Classic at the new one. And you're like, yeah, but not really.
1: <laughs> it's like it's like when um, like they played the Cotton. There were a couple years where they were uh, renovating the Cotton Bowl, and they played the Cotton Bowl at Cowboy Stadium. And you're like, it's it's the called the Cotton Bowl because the name of the stadium is Cotton yeah. Bowl.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're like, it's th- not the same thing. You 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 can't sort of make that deviation you're like yeah we're in dc you're like you're in maryland calm yeah this is not the same thing uh
1: which which brings us back to to the the point which is that you're sort of in philly but not really
2: yes (laughs) philly philly adjacent these days but uh there's enough philadelphia sports fans in the, the neighborhood that i don't feel like someone's gonna burn my house down
1: well, that's good. And on that note, I, I feel like we should mention Philly Sports first, like a second. But I think the uh the Philadelphia Union are on a two game winning streak. So
2: uh, damn thing. hey, they had a great month last month. So came off it a bit, back at it. Uh yeah. And uh
1: Brendan Aronson's little brother started playing for them. So that's great. Awesome. Yeah, good times, all right.
2: <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, Tim. Okay. I'll talk to you later.
1: All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> Once again, thank you to our guests for being with us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, we are talking football, football, whatever comes up, hashtag all, write back everything. Um, we are not on Instagram, but we're working on it. We'll get on Instagram eventually soon. Um, Please make sure to like, subscribe, give us five stars on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Thank you again to our sponsors, the Anchor App, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group, uh, and to all of our listeners. Thanks so much for sticking with us. We'll see you next time.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.